Hi, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Sound Advice Podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Sound Advice Podcast by Ballard's LLP. Uh, my name is Steve Jones, and today I am joined by Ben Orman, who is one of the partners uh, here at Ballard's uh, in the business services department. Hi there, Ben. Hi, Steve. Hi, everybody. Um, thanks for your time today. So, Ben, you um, are um, an engagement partner. You work with clients uh, in the business services department. What sort, what sort of what sort of clients do you typically work with? Well, they tend to be um, owner managed businesses, whether it's a, uh, a limited company or a, uh, a partnership or a sole trader. But the important thing is that I don't just work with the businesses; I work with the owners as well. So we look at everybody's situation in the round. Mm, okay, good. And um, so today's topic, quite broad, you know, over the past what is it, 12 months or so, there's been government U-turn on this and then a 360 turn. So there has been a little bit of potential misunderstanding, complication. People aren't sure, is something coming in? Is it, is it not coming in? Um, and I know today you want to sort of give this podcast a, a title of things for owner-managed businesses owner-managed businesses to look out for um, in this coming year. So I guess that's going to be a few tax rises that's going to come in or tax changes. Um, I'm guessing there's probably going to be some R&D or, or bits and bits and pieces. Yeah. But basically covering off what changes are coming. Is, is that fair to say? Exactly, yeah. And you're quite right. You could be forgiven um, for not really being aware of what is coming up because it has changed quite a bit. And yeah. it's my day job. And I sometimes have to look this up again because I can't quite remember what they reversed or double reversed or not. So hopefully this will uh, clear a few things up, especially for the um, owner-managed businesses Great. and their own. Excellent. Okay, great. Well, over to you then. What, what, uh, what's, what's first on the agenda? Well, should we start with corporation tax? This is um, this is a change coming up from April 23, which was um, going to happen anyway and was one of these double reversals. So it is still happening. Essentially, what is happening is the main rate of corporation tax is going to increase for all limited companies, and it's going to increase from 19 to 25%. Now, bearing in mind this is a year in which the Office of Tax Simplification, if you're aware we have one of those, um, they are actually doing away with the Office of Tax Simplification. And in true spirit, this corporation tax rise is actually a little bit more complicated than just going up to 25%. For businesses who have profits over 250000 the rate does go up to 25% across all profits. So flat rate, that's nice and simple. If your business, if your company has profits of up to 50000 it will continue to pay 19% on all those profits. But there's a little wrinkle as well in that between fifty and 250000 say your company made 100000 on year, what, what rate do you pay? Well, there's an incredibly complex calculation to, to be done here. I would just go as far as saying, you can expect or your company can expect to pay tax at a rate between 19 and 25%. So it could be 21, could be 23. It's it, There is a calculation to be done. Mm. 
So it's not as simple as it just ramping up from uh, 50 to 250,000. No, correct. And we've had, um, for the last seven, eight years, we've had one rate of corporation tax. Um, I think it might have been Osborne who just brought it in, made things a lot simpler. But now you've got different bands again for for companies and corporation tax it makes things a little bit more complicated. Okay, so 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 it's go, it's going up. So what what you know what what can people do about that? Is that just uh is that just we've got to suck suck it up, or is there anything any thoughts around that? Well, there can be a lot of planning done around the timing of things. So the timing of expenditure, you know, perhaps. Um, you look at when would be best to make uh, a large pension contribution, for example, mm. or when to buy uh, a new bit of kit. It's, it is really all in the timing and when your profits land and where. Mm. So um, I would. So if you're gonna, what you're saying is, if you're going to make a a, 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 um, a purchase or some expenditure, then um, make it prior to declaring that that, that profit. Yes. It, will also depend on where your year end is and where this 1st of April lands because there's a, a, a pro rata of profits. So there's a lot of things to consider in it. Um, I would add that actually there is a um, super deduction, which you may be aware of, of 130% for qualifying plants and machinery, which means if you buy a bit of kit uh, for £100,000, you get to write off £130,000 against your uh, your trading profits. That still is in place all the way up to 1st of April 23. So that may influence when you uh, invest, for example. Is that uh, going? It is going from April 23, yeah. However, there is the annual investment allowance, which is the uh, the usual 100% relief on, on qualifying plant and machinery. That is that has always remained and it will stay at 1 million after that 1st of April. So you're still looking to get pretty good tax relief on uh, on new kit, but not quite this 130%. And can you use the two in combination? The super deduction uh, is what you would claim first. Um, there is no limit to the super deduction. It's only uh, if your uh, plant and machinery qualify for it. Uh, it has to be, for example, new plant and machinery, new kit, new equipment to qualify for the super deduction. Uh, however, if it doesn't qualify for the super deduction, you can still, um, in many cases, rely on this annual investment allowance, mm -hmm. which has remained in the background. However, many small businesses have taken advantage of the super deduction. Uh, to date, okay. it's been in for a couple of years, but it is ending from April 23. Okay, so so corporation tax is going up. Largely, we've got to suck it up, but there's a bit of there's a bit of planning that can be done around it. Yeah, can, uh, there's two other quick areas of uh, that um, owner managed businesses need to be aware of with this corporation tax rate, uh, and it and and um, there's the planning opportunities around it. Firstly, if you have a company which is part of a group, or you have several companies under say common control. Those 50 and 250 uh, bands are actually shared amongst the companies. So you can't mm. shift profits from one company to another uh, to try and take advantage of it. It may be an opportunity, um, and you've still got time, to maybe close down some smaller 
companies if you're not using them anymore. For example, I know several clients who have a, a slightly more complicated group structure than they actually need. Um, so there's a bit of planning around that. And, and there's one final point I want to mention on this change. The 25% rate will apply to all companies which are, well, the companies which are, are, are small which have investments. So if you've got a company which, say, has some commercial property in it or residential properties or shares and securities, and that is the main source of income for your company, regardless of profits, uh, your company will have the 25% corporation tax rate. Well, that's quite important, then, that, that point in there. Yeah, so. it, indeed. Um, and I think that it's probably been missed in the... Uh, the, 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 the media around it um, because uh, quite a few people I've spoken to have expected that I, it's all right I only have £50,000 of profit of, of um, rental income I'm not going to get that 6% um, increase uh, yeah unfortunately your company is okay next bit um, yeah that's what I mentioned um, that's limited companies um, there are some slight changes to uh, tax rates for partnerships and self-employed uh, businesses. The one big one that Jeremy Hunt announced in November was that the additional rate threshold, so the additional rate is the 45% band for income tax, is reduced from 150,000 to 125,140. So it's quite a drop, um, and therefore there is, for the more profitable partnerships or self-employed people, it's quite a hike in tax rate. Um, it's worth also noting that uh, the bans for the other tax rates, the basic rate and higher rate tax, have been frozen. That's maybe not so much of a change. However, if you think about the uh, increasing inflation, increasing um, uh, and, 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 and potentially uh, wage costs, employment income, if we're going to touch on that, that is quite a big tax increase for people. Say so it's, a, it's a method of raising revenue without actually raising any rates or bands of income tax and letting inflation do, do the work. Uh, Americans call it tax creep, which is quite a nice way of thinking of it. Mm. The okay. 19% income tax basic rate, uh, which was briefly expected to come forward to April 23, mm. is still on the cards for April 24, but uh, it has to be uh, passed into law, and there's a uh, quite a lot of time between now and then. So we'll see if that comes in. Mm. What's your uh, thoughts? Is is that uh, is that going to come in, or what's your top? For tip me, on that? it really depends on how how um, desperate the government get for, or the treasury gets for 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 money. It's quite a big tax cut. If you imagine imagine income tax is one of the big three which generates uh, revenue for the treasury. The others being national insurance and VAT a 1% cut in a rate which quite a lot of people pay, that basic rate, is going to be a, a vast amount of lost revenue for the Treasury. So it, it really depends how, how much they manage to collect 
over so maybe say the next year mm. whether they actually enact it or even before then mm. so um another thing for self-employed businesses the partnerships as well you may recall we had an increase to national insurance of 1.25%, which they called the health and social care levy. Um, it was briefly introduced last year and then reversed at, but by Quateng, but it was the only thing which has stayed reversed. So the national insurance rates for self-employed people and for and for, for employers as well have remained at their usual levels. The one thing to mention, though, is at the time the health and social care levy was brought in, they added 1.25% onto the dividend tax rate, and that has not been reversed. Um, I mentioned that because a lot of owner-managed businesses are set up as limited companies by and the owners draw dividends by way of pay. So it's a 1.25% increase that has remained in force and will continue from April 23 onwards. From 1st of April 23 as well, the dividend allowance, sorry, that should be the 6th of April 23, the dividend allowance which is the amount that an individual can earn tax-free in dividends is dropping from 2000 to 1000 and will go down to 500 from April 24. Again, mm. this is relevant for owner-managed businesses because it's a method, uh, dividends are a method by which um, uh, business owners often pay themselves. Yeah. Okay. Quite a few changes, I suppose, to... Um, to bans and, uh, and rates in there for, for these businesses. The, the one tax which doesn't seem to get, well, hasn't had many changes to it in the, in a few years or many significant changes is, is VAT VAT. Uh, I think, uh, any time they've ever tried to meddle with VAT because it's a big, big tax collector, uh, it tends to have made headlines. And I, I remember a particular, ooh, six, seven years ago, that George Osborne tried to um, tried to change the VAT rules on on food eat, taken away hot, and everybody called it a pasty tax and all that sort of thing. So they don't tend to play with VAT too much. The one thing that is coming in, which is would be relevant to all uh, VAT registered businesses, is a change to uh, the penalty regime. So when you've not been um, so good uh, in submitting your VAT returns or paying over an EVAT due. They have introduced a point system um, rather like uh, penalty points on your driving license, which is something I know nothing about, honestly. But they it depends on how often you file your VAT returns anyway, because some uh, businesses file monthly, some file quarterly, most file quarterly, I'd say, and there's some annual returns. Um, if I, for example, without going into the too much of the details, for example, if you file your VAT returns quarterly, you get a point for every late return. And once you've got up to four points, you get a £200 penalty and every subsequent uh, point after that but like uh, driving license points, they do drop off after an amount of time. I think it's um, 12 months for, for, for uh, quarterly submissions. So 
they're hoping to make this uh, a little bit easier than the regime they've got in place or, or, or had in place um, up until the end of last year. Um, and if successful, this is this points-based system is probably going to be what they roll out for uh, various other returns as well. Um, finally, also the, the late payment of VAT, the rules have changed slightly as well. They are going to charge uh, a 2% penalty of any unpaid VAT, which is more than 15 days late. More than 31, uh, more than 30 days late, um, it's going to be uh, another 2%. So if that, uh, or on any outstanding VAT, so you're potentially looking at a 4% charge on the outstanding VAT if you're a month late with your VAT. The advice always is though, if you're late, uh, or you expect to be late paying the VAT, um, have a word with HMRC. They've got time to pay arrangements and they can make things a little bit easier. Um, it's always the best advice to engage with HMRC on this sort of thing. Gotcha. Yeah, and just going back to that, that pasty tax, um, I seem to remember that was a big thing in the press for Greg's, wasn't it? Hence why some some of their food is hot, yeah. some of it is cold. It was a bit... Uh, well, uh, the, the, the VAT rules around food are incredibly complex. If you ever, I don't know why you would, but if you ever look at them, the, the legislation tends to be in the format of if something is X, but not Y, but could be Z, then it's VAT. And you have to work all the way through. And um, I, I'm not quite sure I'm comfortable saying this, but fair play to the Treasury under George Osborne, they all they were trying to do was simplify it, and it really would have simplified it. Um, ultimately, it would have meant that there would be uh, VAT on um, uh, on the pasties you buy from Greg's. Um, and uh, that was what uh, the media picked up on, and so there was a, a swift reversal of it. Um, but I brought that up really as a that, that tends to be one of the more interesting things when they try and change it, but they um, they very rarely do anything significant with that and we've had we've had the 20% rate in which is pretty high um, uh, for many years now um, it was 17 and a half and then 15 as well so uh, but it's a massive tax to collect as I uh, mentioned um, along with income tax and national insurance so any any increase to VAT would would, would, would really uh, would really affect the Treasury actually great Lots, lots to take take on board there, Ben. Th thanks for for a few insights. I know there's so much more we could talk talk about. Um, so I suppose leading on from that, if any listeners do want to get in contact with you, um, um, phone number is oh one nine oh five seven nine four five zero four, and email address is uh, uh, ben dot allman a double l m a n at ballards llp dot com. Uh, ben, always nice to talk to you. Thanks for your insight on that. Uh, and to everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Steve. It's been a pleasure.